Hello and welcome to the Naptown Blues Fancast, a weekly roundup of your Annapolis Blues FC playing in the Mid-Atlantic Division of the NPSL. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, finally dry, finally dry, my co-host, Hiram Wainwright. How you doing, brother? I want to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. That was insane yesterday. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk more about it, though. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Be, please take a moment to leave a review and share with your football and friends. You can follow the show on Twitter at Nattime Blues Pod. And for tickets, go to AnnapolisBlues.com. Excellent. We have a tradition, dare I say, an obligation here at the DU Public House to have a drink in our hands while we record. Hiram, what are we enjoying today? We are drinking some Westward American Single Malt Whiskey. It is from the Single Barrel Selection with a Chardonnay cast, which says on the bottle. <laughs> yep. So it's um, Chardonnay barrels from the Willamette Valley because that's in Oregon right next to um, uh, Portland where our distillery is. And this is part of our library series. So we have a whiskey club and they do different ones throughout the year. Like there's a sauterne cask and there's like different types of malted barley, like a, t- a double malt and things like that we do. Mm-hmm. And if you're a member of our whiskey club, which me working there makes me one, I get mailed uh, like five bottles of hoochie here, which is great. Sounds <laughs> about right. Love it. <laughs> also remember, ladies and gentlemen, please drink responsibly. Excellent. So we started tailgating promptly at 1 p.m. We're all set up. Little rain comes through. Nothing we can't handle, right? It's going to be all right. We're doing good. We're throwing some water balloons. or cooking on the grill. We're having a good time. We're doing all right. Then off in the distance, you can see the black, black, <laughs> darkest midnight, like doll's eyes, to quote Jaws, um, <laughs> skies in the background. And dare I say, the gates of hell looming in the distance. Um, now, I know how it went for us out there, which I'll get into in a minute, but how did it go for you inside? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I will say, to me, it felt like as soon as the rain started coming down, it felt like in my head, all I heard was into the same man by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I feel like it's a whole parade of like, just violence coming out because there was thunder, some lightning, and then of course, like the heavy, heavy rain pour. Uh, of course, with myself being a part of like the front office staff, I'm making sure everything's good, checking to see if our fans are of course out of the, um, out of the stands in the concourse, making mm-hmm. sure they're staying dry. Yeah, because, well, also, it's a big round bowl with lots of metal in it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> please, please be safe, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with that, of course, you know, uh, we have our merchandise tent, which whenever you attend the games, it will be in the far right side underneath a blue and yellow tent. Uh, we had to close, like, the side awnings, essentially, because uh, some of the merchandise got wet. So we had to make sure, of course, we covered that up. Mm-hmm. In the midst of covering that up, I got hit with the biggest splash of water. <laughs> oh, sorry, rain. Same thing. And my whole body was drenched. Luckily, I did wear like some rain resistant gear. Right. Uh, with was one of the. Uh, it was a windbreaker, really. But then at the end of it, it looked like I was wearing a trash bag. <laughs> and then pants just soaked. It. I. You could literally see the definition of my thighs <laughs> after I was finished with that. And I'm just walking over. I sound like SpongeBob just walking. <laughs> it was. Oh my gosh. I. I'm glad that day's over. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, is there anything that happens with the the field itself? Because we saw pictures of inside the stadium. I believe you described it as lakes in the field. Yeah. So how ironic that the game was sponsored by Watermark. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We literally like on the side where the crowds, uh, the audience sit in, um, there was literally a whole puddle in the far corner specifically where the Bay Boys uh, typically sitting at. Mm-hmm. And I literally saw in the distance just the corner flag just floating in the air. Like the weight, <laughs> is, the, the weight is on the bottom. All you see is the corner flag just there, just waving. Just swaying. It, just, it looks like one of those um, nautical flags that just be flying in the middle of the ocean whenever right. it's like a hurricane or something like that. And we saw that in the far corner. We're checking, like me and a couple of my interns and uh, other front, staff, front office staff members, we were stepping on the field and just literally the first step got up to my sock and I was wearing like some low top shoes. Mm-hmm. It got, I know it's not a visual podcast, but it got like very like high up, pretty much up to like the middle of like my ankle and almost my calf. Uh, my my first home with my wife, we lived in Edgewater and our sub pump went out mm-hmm. and it was while she was away and it was a carpeted basement. And I remember walking down that morning to go do laundry and I took a step and I just saw all the water raise and it came <laughs> halfway up my shin. So I know exactly what you're talking oh my, about when it, you say that. It was terrible. How, how, is there any devices or anything that kind of helps squeegee the water off the field or does it just kind of drain on its own? How does that whole work out? So luckily the uh, Navy Stadium does have a draining system in the uh, field itself. So mm-hmm. where like towards like the sidelines and the inlines of the field, there's actually like a uh, drains where the uh, water would essentially go. Gotcha. And for what I've heard, this is actually new to me. I just found out about this as the uh, water was getting washed away. There's actually like a drain system that goes into like a little pond outside of the stadium too. Oh, very cool. So uh, it's, I think it's literally, no, I don't think it's, it might not be like why that train, uh, the train tracks be, but Mm -hmm. I I may be like not too familiar with that uh, area where the pond is, but essentially it flows out into a pond. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, see, learning about stadium ops while you're on the <laughs> job in a torrential downpour. Um, so back to the parking lot. Uh, we got to connect with uh, Tasha and Asher, who are with the Pursuit of American Soccer. We'll make sure we throw up uh, their uh, Twitter in the bio for the show today. They're from just outside of Knoxville. Uh, they're both in the education system. So May through August is kind of open and free for them. Mm-hmm. They travel all up and down the East Coast and the Midwest and go catch matches of everywhere. Just NPSL, USL, MLS, just whatever. They just go and catch matches. And it was interesting how it all uh, conspired, just sitting there looking at Twitter, right? And um, someone, it's a picture of them at Forward Brewing with uh, a Keeper's Colch, right? And from there... Someone says, well, you got to hook up with the at Bay Boys and at Naptown Blues pod. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, <laughs> they show up. They have a they have a couple of whiskeys with us nice. and uh, uh, wanted to eat some food um, th- when the rain came mm-hmm. or as we like to call it, the the day that Noah got his ark. <laughs> um, we cooking became impossible. I bet. <laughs> and as the rain was pouring and the next wave of like the wind and everything was happening. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. We're sitting out there like watching people's tents just crumble, oh, I bet. <laughs> you know, just falling under the pressure. And for me, 
Mine, fortunately, it's really shoddy. It's one that I just leave out in my backyard and I just throw up if there's going to be rain. Yeah. There's holes in it. And, <laughs> um, the uh, There's holes in it and all that. And the pouring down of the rain itself. Right. The coverage for all of us under our tents simply did not allow the rain to fall directly on our head. Mm-hmm. But with the wind, no one was dry. No, <laughs> no, no one was dry at all. And uh, executive producer Mel, who is off in Florida currently right now, uh, celebrating my niece's first birthday, Woo-hoo. she uh, very, very plainly put it to me in a text message. She goes, um, I guess God won the water battle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. God did win that one because all of us were soaked before we went into the match. Can't beat them. <laughs> Uh, finally, after an hour-long weather delay, we got to the match, and the crowd stayed. Uh, oh, the crowd that stayed, I should say, mm-hmm. they were extremely loud. So, thank you to everyone who did come out and support. You guys were all honestly amazing during that match. We might have had an extra hour of lubrication. <laughs> At, you know what? It happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> responsibly, of course. Yes. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, uh, Alexandria Reds uh, they came to play. Uh, by the seventh minute, we they actually went up. See, I'm already used to us scoring first, but then this time they scored first. And oh wait, up, we're down. Up. Yeah, uh, not what I expected. Uh, but then again, I heard Alexandria was a very tough opponent. Uh, we haven't played them all season. They've been top of the table within the Mid Atlantic at least, uh, very consistently. Yeah. Uh, from what I remembered, I think they actually the defending M- MPSL Mid Atlantic champions. Too. Yes, they are. So. This game definitely proved it for sure. By the, by the way, they started out. Um, and both teams saw multiple chances. We put one off the post. Mateus had a free kick that uh, required the keeper to make a save. So there was there was some opportunity, but it was clear this game was going to be physical. Oh, for sure. And Alexandria really kind of knocked us around a little bit. Um, I would say missing Francis Meyer as the defensive midfielder, uh, that, that hurt us a little. It did. It hurt us a little because... He seems to be very much a calming force and being able to hold the ball. And, uh, you know, just seem we seemed a little out of sorts. He definitely, that definitely was that missing piece because, like you mentioned, he is more like that defensive anchor that we normally have for the team. Yeah. Uh, Of course, the players who filled in, uh, they were obviously doing everything they could to stop that. uh, Tosh had been playing central mid early in the season, too. So it's not like, and he plays central mid for his college. So it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing or how to do it he does it very well it's Absolutely. just Meyer gives us something that, yeah. <laughs> that it just, when when it's the nuance of a team it's just if you you have plenty of players that are that are got great ability but you kind of get used to certain anchor pieces it's like if you had Elton out of the lineup we'd look a little lost in the back you're mm. just used to having him right, right? But then, of course, early in the second half, uh, there's a little ruckus in the sidelines, and that leads to yellow cards being shown. Uh, I will say I was actually right there as mm-hmm. it happened. What a thud that man did <laughs> as soon as he fell. Because, okay, so for those who obviously weren't there, and I'll do my best to describe this to you, mm-hmm. uh, there was definitely some rough housing going on. Uh, I yeah. think it was uh, out of bounds of play or something like that. Yeah. Two of our, the Blues defenders were trying to get the ball back from the Reds winger, and the ball went off of the the Reds, and Blues ball would be uh, taken from there. The Reds, of course, would uh, try to defend the case, thinking, oh, okay, it's their ball, but then it got very physical between, I believe it was Evan uh, Ray Bush. Yeah, it was Evan who saw the yellow for us. Yep, so Evan, uh, honestly, great great performance on him, too. He did uh, great, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 
kind of gotten uh, physical with him. A little chest to chest. Yeah, just nothing big. But but man, you would have thought that gentleman for the Reds had had his head decapitated the oh, way he hit the deck. My God. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> the way it was like a sudden thud. It felt like an earthquake just happened as soon as he mm-hmm. fell. I'm like, there's no way he reacted like that. But then again, trying to get the call, I get that. But at the same time, it's not the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it worked. It got the yellow card. Now, the only yeah. thing that part, the part of that that sucked, though, is that one of his players retaliated to Evan, and he got a yellow card. So you kind of defeat the purpose of trying to get in the Blues' heads. But it was working. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it really was working. Then finally, in the 73rd minute, Nathan Maycheck finally gets us a goal, uh, slots in an open netter that uh, kind of bounced around the front that got uh, pushed past the keeper, and he just taps it away to make it 1-1. And after that goal, Blues really took over the match. Yeah. They, they seemed to really find some energy and, and really were ready to go. Now, that's not to say that the Reds were, th- were without chances. They missed an a weak post sitter on a corner that they should have probably put away that they ended up putting wide also. I know we already talked about in the second half, but just going back to like, I believe it was in the first half. Mm -hmm. uh, Our keeper Griffin, he did receive a yellow card as well too. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was very controversial as it happened because of course everyone's seen the play as it happens. Like, okay, maybe that's not a yellow card. Let's check in the replay. Replay goes, the whole crowd erupts. Like, okay, come on. Yeah. That's a clear clear ball that was uh, taken there there was no yellow card given there or no foul given there right. at all but um it was like you said a very physical match though and i will say uh credit to the officiating team oh yeah they called a uh, unlike the uh cold rainy night in stoke <laughs> i mean the cold rainy night in fairfax it was uh this game was well managed considering how physical it was For sure. big big ups to the to the center official she called a hell of a game she really did she she kept it right in line and the whole team of officials really kind of kept that game in check i think she was the same official from the nova game the, oh, the last week, week prior yeah, yeah so the okay. uh, the last game that we had and before. she did a great job in that one too oh, that, she was one awesome. was, that one was also very very physical too so For sure very good in the 88th minute, the Reds keeper makes a point blank dive off a Burrell shot. Just a minute later, Masex puts one wide on the header. Yeah, it was like one after another. The ball kind of bounced around. It fell to Aiden like right on the penalty spot. And he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. The keeper just made a hell of a save. That was like, what are you gonna do? The keeper made a great save, it right? Was phenomenal. You did you did and then turned right back around another corner right after that. And I mean he just put it wide. It yeah. was but it felt like we're like, okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get number two. We're gonna go ahead. We're right. gonna get this one. <laughs> Four minutes added to the match at the uh, very end, and unfortunately, as the Blues were pushing, Red score a quick one on a counterattack, going up 2-2-1. Two, two, Sad to see. Yeah. It just... They were pushing for the win, and they got caught on the counter. That's, that's how those kind of matches go sometimes. It's yeah. just the way it is. Credit to, credit to Reds definitely pulling through for the final uh, stretch of the game. Yeah. But Former D.C. United guy yep, that Chris, uh, scored the goal. Chris Adore had some... Um, mm-hmm. Actually, he was literally just on the DC United squad last season. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, credit to them; they definitely did play their hearts out. So again, yeah, I honestly do look forward to seeing them in the playoffs. Well, that's assuming we get past uh, our opponent and they get past uh, Greenville. That's true. So Greenville also now only undefeated team in our division. That is very true. Uh, as we mentioned, Alexandria sees it out and hands the Blues their first loss of the season. After the match, we got a chance to catch up with Andrew Shrug. <laughs> All right, Andrew, uh, 
good performance, tough result. Uh, obviously, like our first loss of the season, and everything. But uh, obviously, like you did play well, got that nice goal to kind of even the odds up towards like, the second half. Like, tell me your thoughts about the goal itself. Um, it was just surreal. I mean, this is my first time doing anything like this. Um, I didn't know I'd be here, but I'm here. It was wild. Um, for a moment there, like I thought we were all it's all the momentum was going our way. And, that, that's just the beauty of the sport is you can be thrashing down on one end and then a second later a moment changes and they're up 2-1 so it's just the nature of the game that's why we love it but it's a tough tough result Definitely. absolutely tough result especially since this was our last game for the season but that is me of course we're going to come back stronger and get the next win for the playoffs as we come up this Wednesday so uh, tell me how you're looking forward to that game coming up it's everything I mean Everyone showed like so much fortitude, and when you have a team that has that culture, that willing to bite back and fight back and get back in the game, who knows how far we'll go? Uh, all the lads are great. I know. I know we'll go far. I'm excited. Awesome, man. Well, I'm gonna let you go ahead, but good performance tonight, and we hope to see you wins it, man. That's uh, one of our newer players, right, from the Naval Academy, I believe. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, it had 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 kind of obligations to worry about there. <laughs> Finally, I spoke with our goal scorer of the game, Nathan Masick, as well, too. Here at the goal scorer of the night, uh, Nathan, uh, critical goal, especially with that uh, nice save by Andrew to bring it back in. Of course, tied up 1-1, but then eventually we got the tough loss against Alexandria. Um, tell me your thought process about how this game really affected probably like our mentality, especially after going into playoffs next week. I honestly don't think this game has affected our mentality at all. If anything, it's probably made us stronger. Having that, having that, that loss, playing with a little bit of a chip, chip on our shoulder. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're hosting the playoffs, and it's great to have the fans in the crowd and backing us, the blue backing us all the time. But I think our heads going into playoffs, like Coach Colin always says, we gotta after games we gotta pick our heads up and focus on Tuesday, focus on a strong week of training, getting ready for for our game on Wednesday. Yeah, and then speaking on that game on Wednesday, last time we played Grove, obviously it was a 6-1 uh, win here in Annapolis. Uh, of course, the fans are obviously looking for another result just like that, but especially with the playoffs being a high pressure, tell me how you think the mentality, especially for that, especially will be as uh, Wednesday comes up. I think the mentality, like I said, you know, focusing on training this week. Grove, we've already played them, 6-1 win, but I think it's not going to be the same team that we played. I don't think it's going to be anywhere similar to that game we're definitely gonna have to fight for it but i think we have we obviously have what it takes to do it and and we're just gonna focus on training and get getting it done awesome man well let's keep our head up of course come back strong wednesday and we'll go ahead and get the dub man for sure all right man take care yeah you too bro allow me to say mm -hmm. we have a tradition dare i say an obligation here at the du public house to have our drink in our hand through every single show that also includes losses boys you know oh, what's about to happen no. you know what's about to happen yep. i didn't think it was gonna happen on this show too <laughs> yep we are doing it we are definitely doing it uh, i am going to go ahead and set these up but first um i'm gonna pull up a little interview that we got here from a special correspondent because we weren't able to talk to uh coach this week so this is very important mm -hmm. and uh, we're all gonna go ahead and give this a list i want to make sure my Bluetooth is still on it. It is very good because all the time I'll forget and I'll hit the button and it disconnected from the board and I'll be like, oh, wow, look at me not knowing how to produce anything. <laughs> so here's my uh, 
niece, Abby, from Florida, with the assist and, again, better interviewing skills than me by producer, executive producer Melissa to uh, Abby than I can do. How'd you feel? Do you feel good about that game? Yeah, we felt good about that game. I'm amazing. All right, <laughs> here we go. Here is Abby. Abby's thoughts on the game. Uh, coach, listen very carefully. Very important. She lays down some serious knowledge. You just finished watching the Blues match. What are your thoughts? Blue, blue, blue have one, but two has two. Black team has two, and blue team has one. So you're saying the key is that the blue team should have had more points? Yeah, but if you win again, maybe you get two, and the other one will have one. The thought is the other sport had one. Uh-huh. And one, and two, and two. Right. And three, and three. So how'd they play? But one of the red teams kicked an obstacle, uh-huh. and the blue team didn't come up. Right. But maybe... This time, uh-huh. maybe the blue team gets another point. Well, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you have any advice for them? Um, I tell one of the red teams are three, and maybe one of blue. Okay. Like I think. All right. Well, tell Big Sam bye. Bye. So there you have it. Next time you need to score two and they only score one. <laughs> That's, I mean, sound advice, right? Absolutely. All right. So everybody uh, at DU Public House Productions and more notably the DU Football Show, we uh, do a shot of Malort every single time our team loses. So for me, Everton, which means I do a lot of shots of Malort. <laughs> for producer Mel, it's Aston Villa, who early on she did a lot, but then did very few. And then for uh, my co-host, Sam Graham, is a gunner. So he didn't have to do many, but he did have to do one that I poured for him because we beat him. (laughs) And I think the pain of just losing the title was probably far, far worse than than what happened. Absolutely. Yeah, with the amount of shots of Malort he had to do. So to describe Malort, everybody, it is a um, Polish bitter from Chicago. It is uh, widely known as the world's worst tasting alcohol. I like to describe this as if earwax threw up. So, boys, up the blues, but we lost. We got to do a shot. Up the blues. Oh, no, wait, it gets worse. I like that producer Carson's like, ah, man, that's horrific. But, oh, no, 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 it gets worse. Are you starting to get that bile part yet where it starts to taste like you threw up in the your mouth? The show is lucky as PG. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's god-awful. It's so terrible. Carson is grabbing for his glass of whiskey, thinking that it's going to make it any better. No, it just makes the whiskey taste like Malort. It's going to stay with you for about five, ten minutes. That that taste is just going to be there. And I haven't had it in a while, so. Uh, All right, around the rest of the league. This is very important because... Grove United played a lot of games and found themselves in an interesting place. Uh, first, they beat Virginia Beach City uh, three to one on Sunday. Uh, Wednesday, they tied Nova United two uh, two. Then on Thursday, the Reds trounced Virginia Beach City FC six nil. And then on Saturday, the Dream in Greenville drew nil nil, which made Greenville the only undefeated team in the league. 
And Grove United beat Frederick 2-0 to jump into the final playoff spot. Hiram, why don't you go ahead and talk us around the league? I'm trying my best after that. (laughs) She stays with you, doesn't she? Oh, she's terrible. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So... To confirm, the Blues are still top of the table. We are your regular season champs for the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, oh, <laughs> yes. my gosh. Oh, okay. I, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> Next season, I'll make sure I have a bottle of Malort in the uh, car for tailgating just to mess with people. Oh, God. We, please brace yourself, people. This is not a pleasurable drink at all. <laughs> Um, as I stated, uh, your Annapolis Blues are top of the table with eight points, one loss, and one tie with 25 points on the table, 32 goals scored, and eight goals allowed with a goal differential of 24. Uh, we are your Mid-Atlantic Conference regular season champs. Coming in second is Greenville United. They played 10 games with six wins, zero losses, and four ties with 22 points on the table with 20 goals scored and seven goals allowed with a 13 13- Gold gift goal differential. It's still sticking with you, huh? Oh God! Come on, be a professional. Tough through that stuff. Come on, you got this. I hate you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria Reds. Uh, still in third with ten games played. They won six games, lost two, and tied two with twenty points on the table. Twenty three goals. Twenty three goals scored and twelve goals allowed with eleven goal differential. Grove United jump up to fourth now with three wins, four losses, and three ties with 12 points on the table. They have 15 goals scored and 20 goals allowed with a negative five goal differential. Northern Virginia United comes in fifth after the final games of the season. They have three wins, five losses, and two draws with 11 win, 11 points on the table, excuse me, and 17 goals scored, 18 goals allowed, and a negative one goal differential. Coming in sixth is Virginia Dream FC with two wins, four losses, and four ties. Sitting on 10 points on the table with 13 goals scored, 20 goals allowed, and a negative seven goal differential. Falling behind them in seventh is Virginia Beach City FC with one game, um, one win on the table, six losses, and three ties. They have six points on the table with eight goals scored, 27 allowed, and a negative 19 goal differential. And at the bottom of the table in eighth place is FC Frederick. They have one win, eight losses, and one tie with four points on the table, 11 goals scored, and 27 allowed with a goal differential negative 16. I hate you. That drink is terrible. Um, (laughs) To the entire Blues intern team, you're welcome. You're welcome. Just go ahead and give him a hard time about how he couldn't get through uh, the standings. What are we, what's the playoff p- picture looking like, by the way? Oh, those interns are not going to live through this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the current playoffs for the NPSL Mid-Atlantic Conference is top four teams and goes through. That means that your Annapolis Blues will play the fourth team seed, which is Grove, Grove United. They will play this Wednesday at mm-hmm. 7 o'clock at Navy Stadium. So mm-hmm. please get your tickets now. We are looking to possibly get another record-breaking attendance. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We might do it on a Wednesday. Uh, and then finally is Greenville United and Alexandria Reds, the second and third seeds. They will play the same night 
Uh, it's to be determined as far as the time, but they will play on the 12th. Uh, the winner of both games will move on to Saturday, and they will play uh, to determine the NPSO Mid-Atlantic yep. Conference. Whoever the higher seed is, so hopefully us, we win, mm-hmm. it'll, we will be hosting. Absolutely. And uh, that's it now for the playoffs. If you lose, you're out. So yep. beyond, if we get out of the Mid-Atlantic, then we play in the East. And if we get out of the East, then we play in the national semifinal. If we win the national semifinal, we go to the final. So all of that plays into hand. The I regrettably will not be at Wednesday's match. I uh, unfortunately have a prior work obligation that I will be that, but I will be there in spirit with everybody. And uh, and Saturday, should we make it to that final, I'm gonna try to make it, but uh, yours truly has uh, surgery on Friday. So we're gonna see how I feel <laughs> and uh, decide from there. I can tell you this much, I will not be in the parking lot having uh, a few adult beverages with everybody that's for sure mm. so i will be there in spirit everybody please throw back a bourbon for me and uh drink a couple of beers as well so that's going to wrap it up for this week just a friendly reminder this has been a du public house production be sure to follow the show on twitter at downtown blues pod and annapolis blues on twitter at annapolis blues to follow the club and until next week everybody up the blues, up the blues.